From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents the Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I'm Father Dan Donovan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from two donors. The first is Mary from North York, Ontario, for her family and in thanksgiving for the Daily TV Mass. The second is Robin Lasrado from Kuwait City, Kuwait, in thanksgiving for all blessings and favors received, for the departed souls of the Lasrado and Suarez families, and for the souls in purgatory. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Today we wish Mary a very happy 96th birthday. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Let us now acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy, grant that we may serve you with all our heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Job. One day the heavenly beings came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is, one, there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a fence around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hands now and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well, all that he has is in your power. Only do not stretch out your hand against him. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day, when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell on them and carried them off and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, The Chaldeans formed three columns, made a raid on the camels and carried them off and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. 
I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and suddenly a great wind came across the desert, struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they are dead. I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrongdoing. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. An argument arose among the disciples as to which one of them was the greatest. But Jesus, aware of their inner thoughts, took a little child and put it by his side and said to them, Whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For the least among all of you is the greatest. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him, for whoever is not against you is for you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus The story of Job, as familiar as it is, continues to fascinate and to attract the attention of believers and non-believers alike. The issue at the heart of the story is one with which at some point in our lives we all have to deal. Although the question with which the book struggles can be put in different ways, the simplest and most direct way is why do good people suffer? Why do innocent people suffer? At the time the book was written, there was no real sense in Israel's tradition of a positive life beyond this life. At death, everyone, good or bad, it was thought, descended into a kind of shadowy existence, a shadowy underworld called Sheol. Given that view, faith in God and in his justice seemed to demand that the good be rewarded and the evil punished in this life. For the author of Job, this explanation was too simple. And so he set out to debate it by telling the story of a genuinely good man, a man of real virtue, a man honored by his community. A man who, through a series of tragic events, loses everything he once had, family, possessions, honor, and health. Although today's reading suggests that his initial response was one of patience, he soon curses the day he was born. The main part of the book is taken up with a series of speeches by Job and by three friends who have come to console him. As sympathetic, as sympathetic as they are to his losses, they agree with the widely held conviction of the time that suffering of the kind that Job is undergoing is a sure sign of serious moral guilt. Their advice to Job is to admit whatever evil he has done and to seek forgiveness for it. In response, Job rejects their arguments and defends his innocence. He laments his state to the point that he regrets that he survived his birth. Like many of us in the face of suffering, Job asks, why? Why did I not die at birth? Why was I not buried like a stillborn child, like an infant that never sees the light? As the book comes to its climax, Job speaks directly to God. 
I cry to you and you do not answer me, he says. You have turned away from me. You lift me on the wind. You make me ride on it and toss me about in the roar of the storm. Job reminds God of all the good that he has done in the course of his life for his family and community and especially for those in need. In response, God gives no explanation of why Job has undergone such terrible suffering. Our lives, and especially our relationship to God, are far more mysterious than Job had thought. God and God's plan for human life lie beyond Job's capacity to understand. In his encounter with God, however, Job's sense of the mystery of life, and more importantly, of the mystery of God, deepens and calls forth from him an attitude of reverence and awe. I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know, he declares. I had heard of you with my hearing, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I count myself as nothing, and I repent in dust and ashes. Job's question takes on a new dimension in the light of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. His suffering took many forms. He was abandoned, betrayed, and denied by his disciples. The soldiers beat and mocked him and nailed him to a cross. In undergoing such things, Jesus entered into and made his own the pain, suffering, and death that are a part of all our lives. If death had been the last word about Jesus, it would not have taken, as much, uh, taken us much beyond the experience of Job. Easter Sunday has made all the difference. Jesus, who died, has been raised by God to the fullness of life. The final word about him, and because of him about us, is not death, but life. Like Job, we often ask, why? Why so much violence and war? Why such poverty and oppression? Why sickness and illness? Why the current? pandemic. The answers we seek in asking why go beyond the capacity of science. It can tell us a great deal about these things and much else, but it cannot answer the questions which rise up from deep within us. Why this? Why now? Why me? Here again, there are no simple answers. Our faith invites us to trust that in spite of everything, we are in the hand of the merciful and compassionate God revealed in Jesus. At the same time, that faith encourages us to do what we can to confront and overcome evil in all its forms. When it comes to the pandemic, our faith urges us to do what we can by following the instructions of healthcare professionals and by supporting those who are working to contain and combat the virus and to care for those afflicted by it. 
Faith is inseparable from trust. Trust in God. Trust also in the ultimate meaningfulness of our lives. Let us now in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all of us that are sharing in this celebration of the death and resurrection of Jesus will fill us with trust in God's merciful and compassionate love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those in the Daily TV Mass community who are dedicated to the care of the sick, that they may receive the grace to continue their ministry of compassion and caring with hope and joy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we will continue to be vigilant about COVID-19 and in doing so to contribute to the safety of the most vulnerable among us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our deceased relatives and friends and for those who have died this past night, that they will be brought to eternal life in God. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. By the mingling of this water and wine, become partakers of his divinity, became partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Gracious God, we have to accept the sacrifice of the drink. Wash me from my sin, cleanse me from my iniquity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. Look with favor on our supplications, O Lord, and in your kindness accept these, your servants' offerings, that what each has offered to the honor of your name may serve the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For just as through your beloved Son you created the human race, so also through him with great goodness you formed it anew. And so it is right that all your creatures serve you, all the redeemed praise you, and all your saints with one heart bless you. Therefore we do extol you with all the angels as in joyful celebration we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, <clears throat> so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope of the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. 
Look not upon our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer one another the sign of peace. of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. For those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. May the working of this heavenly gift, O Lord, we pray, take possession of our minds and bodies so that its effect and not our own desires may always prevail in us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. like to sponsor a Mass or share in sponsoring a Mass, please call our office at 1-888-383-6277 for details. Strive of truth.